The kingdom of heaven is like a man who sowed good seed in his field. Good morning, Christian America. This is the parable we're going to discuss today on the Good Morning Christian America podcast. Who's sowing good seed in their field and who's not? Who are the weeds and who are not? We're going to talk this morning about the parable that Jesus gives about the weeds, what it means and what Jesus specifically says it means as we delve into uh, into today's scripture, taking one more step down our journey through the New Testament uh, here in the book of Matthew chapter 13. So let's get right down to it. Good morning, Christian America. So good morning, Christian America. Eddie here with the Christian American community and the Christian American T-shirt company coming to you again on another beautiful day, right? Another day that we've been blessed with, another day that we can spread God's message, another day that we can get up, uh, educate ourselves in scripture, dedicate ourselves to Christ and that we can become, hopefully become better people and encourage others to be better people in the process. That's what we're all about here on the Good Morning Christian America podcast. And we want to thank you guys for joining us. Uh, don't forget this podcast comes on every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday on uh, a variety of, uh, of different platforms. I encourage you to tune in today here this Wednesday. Wednesdays like every Wednesday, we continue down, you know, bit by bit, sizable chunk by sizable chunk through the New Testament and through the book of, of Matthew specifically. And we're currently in Matthew chapter 13. Uh, today we're going to be talking, we're going to be discussing the parable of the weeds. And if you turned in, if you tuned into the podcast last week on last Wednesday, uh, we specifically uh, covered Christ and the parable of the sower, right? And uh, what what Christ says is that you know when when you when the sower spreads seed, that some land in, on, on rocky ground, some land in shallow soil, some land in good soil, and some are are, are, are taken over by the weeds, and uh, some are you know picked by the birds, and and. We fall, we ourselves fall in each one of those categories at different times. And, and the goal is to ultimately be the, the seed that's founded in good soil. That way we have a good foundation, we have a good root, and that root and that foundation is found in God. And if we have that good root and that good foundation founded in God, that the rest of what we bear, the fruit and the crop that we bear will be good because we'll have him as our foundation. And if we if we keep him as our foundation, then the works that we do will help others. The, 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 the words that we speak will in, inspire and encourage others. And you will then you know, be, do, be doing his will in our society, in our uh, communities, in our country. And so Christ expands on this. So in, in chapter 13, he comes with parable after parable after parable. Uh, today is going to be a little bit different because we're going we're gonna to cover the parable of the weeds, but then he, he gives another parable of a mustard seed and, and yeast, and then he comes back around to explain the parable of weeds uh, after that. So we're going we're gonna to skip the parable of the mustard seed, and we're going to go, we're just going to talk specifically about the parable of, of the weeds and the explanation of that, and that's going to start in Matthew chapter 13, verse 24. And so the passage starts off with Jesus uh, tells them another parable. He says, the kingdom of heaven is like a man who sowed good seed in his field. While everyone was sleeping, his enemy came and sowed seeds of uh, sowed weeds 
among the wheat and went away. And when the wheat sprouted and formed heads, the weeds also appeared. And the owner's servants came to him and said, Sir, didn't you sow good seed in your field? Where did the weeds come from? And the owner replied, An enemy did this. He replied, And the servants asked him, Do you want us to go out and pull them up? No, he answers, Because while you were while you are pulling weeds, you may uproot the wheat with them. Let them grow together until the harvest. And at that time, I will tell the harvesters to collect the weeds, tie them in bundles to be burned. Then gather the wheat and bring it into my barn. So here, here you have again, Christ is giving uh, uh, solutions in parables so that people can understand. It makes you think, what is, who am I in this parable? Who is God in this parable? What are we supposed to be doing? What, what is he saying in this parable uh, at, at, at a core level, at, at an individual level, as, as a, 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 a community level, and then um, at the core level? Um, and if you go, if you skip down now to, to verse 36, in Jesus' words, without me explaining anything further, Jesus explains this parable and he says, then he left the crowd and went into the house. His disciples came to him and said, Explain to us the parable of the weeds in the field. And he answered, The one who sowed the good seed is the Son of Man. The field is the world. And the good seed stands for the kingdom. The weeds are the people of the evil one. And the enemy who sows them is the devil. The harvest is is the end of the age, and the harvesters are angels. As the weeds are pulled up and burned in the fire, so will be at the end of the age. The Son of Man will, will send out his angels, and they will weed out of his kingdom everything that causes sin and all who do evil. They will throw them into a, burning, a blazing furnace there there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Then the righteous will shine like the sun in the kingdom of their father. Whoever has ears, let them hear. Now, that's Jesus' words about the parable. There's only so much that I can add into that because Christ explains in detail what's going on. What he means when he says it. He says that the sower of good seed is God. It's Him. How is He sowing that seed? How is He sowing that seed? He's speaking to His followers. He's discipling to them. He's teaching and reaching out to the sinners, asking them to repent, asking them to join Him. He is sowing these good seeds with His words, with His actions. He's healing. He's compassionate. He's saving lives, literally saving lives, raising people from the dead, doing good works. That's what God is doing. When you do these things, you're doing work that He wants you to do. When you're compassionate, that's the seed that He's sown in you. When you love your neighbor as you love yourself, that's the seed that He has sown in you. When you're kind and you're just and you're selfless, those are seeds that He has sowed 
in you. Those are good seeds that he wants to that he wants to see flourish. He said the field is the world. That's that's pretty that's pretty simple. This world that we're in is the battlefield of ideas. This is the battlefield in which in the parable the son of man and the devil are battling each other. It's where there it's where Christ sows good seed but then the devil plants weed and he tries to disrupt that seed. He he he, dis, he tries to disrupt that crop. That's you. That will, those are those temptations that that the devil was trying to to sow. It's, he specifically said the weeds are the people that do evil. And they do evil because they're sowed by the devil, the enemy. The enemy in the parable is the devil. Those ideas, those evil ideas of murder, of rape, adultery, theft, of you know, envy and jealousy, gluttony, and all these terrible ideas that are permeating around this world, permeating around this earth, and infecting our minds and our bodies, the temptations of the world, the sins of the flesh. They're sowed by the enemy. They're sowed by the devil. Not my words, Christ's words. This, the enemy is the devil. And you have two choices. God is growing, sowing good seed, and the devil is sowing weed. What do we do? What's going to happen in this outcome? Christ says the weeds are going to be pulled up and burned in the fire. So it will be at the end of the age, and the Son of Man will send out his angels, and they will weed out of his kingdom all that cause sin and do evil. So it's important to remember that the evil is not tied to the person. The evil is not tied to the person. The evil, as Paul says, is the battle of the battlefield, as Paul says, is the battle of the ideas. People can be good. Any person can be good. But he has to understand what good is. And what good is, is what God says is good. And without that, we would be lost. So, in, in, in this scenario, it's important to recognize that it's not the people that are evil. It's the ideas that are evil. It's the ideas that people that inhabit people's minds, that inhabit people's uh, words, that inhabit people's actions, that inhabit people's hearts. It's the words they speak that defile them, as Christ says. That's the evil. That's the true evil. And how do you turn someone who's doing evil into someone who is doing good? The only answer to that is Christ. The only answer to that is to follow the word and to follow the example, or at least try to follow the word and the example of Christ, to put your faith and your allegiance in him to him. Because to, to put it anywhere else leads you down a road of wrong ideas, ideas that you can save yourself, ideas that you know are, are, are what, what's good and what's wrong, ideas that you know what's righteous and wicked, when the truth is that God knows what's righteous and what's wicked. And he sets these examples. How does he set these examples? He sets them 
right here, scripture. It gives you exactly what you need to be successful. It gives you exactly what you need to be righteous. And he tells you exactly what not to do and uh, so that you won't be wicked. And what happens if you are one of those people? What happens if you do listen to those temptations? What happens if you do fall into the devil's trap and you do his works? What happens to you then? Clearly states that you will be thrown into a blazing furnace, not my words, Jesus' words, blazing furnace where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. And what about the good people? Christ says, the righteous will shine like the sun in the kingdom of their father. And he follows it up with whoever has ears, let them hear. This is an important message. This is an important message that Jesus has for his followers. Whoever has ears better hear this. This is important. That there's clearly an evil one. There's clearly an enemy. For those of for those followers who are in denominations or the, or the listen to people that don't talk about the devil, that don't talk about evil, that don't talk about hell as a place for for people that don't take that seriously, that don't uh, try to understand and don't promote that uh, or, 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 or inform their followers that there is such thing as a hell, that there is such thing as a burning furnace with weeping and gnashing of teeth. For those of you who take that lightly, you do it at your own peril because Jesus says right after, whoever has ears, let them hear. So it's pretty darn important. And it's important for us to understand that as Christian Americans, as Christian followers, as followers of Christ, if we're out here doing these bad things, if we're out there you know, doing evil works, doing wickedness, if we have these ideas, and we have these ideas, we have these feelings, we have these temptations, we have these sins of the flesh that we, that we cannot break them all, that we struggle with, each one of us, no matter what it is, no matter where you are, you struggle with enviness, with envious, being envious, with being jealous, with being covetous, whether uh, to be adulterous, uh, with you know just the basic temptations of being of a human being. You struggle with these things; they're not going to go away. But the true battle is taking place inside your heart. The true battle is taking place inside your heart and to understand that it's natural to be feeling these things. It's understandable to be angry. It's understandable to be frustrated. It's understandable to be anxious, but it's not what God wants. It's not how God wants you to act. All of that is natural. All of that is natural inherent in being a human being, but that's not what God wants. So it's important that we fight against it. We fight against it so we can do his works and we can do his will and we can be more compassionate and loving to one another in our society we get along better we can achieve more we can do great things on behalf of him we can do good works we can be we can live more purposeful and meaningful lives and along with that usually comes some kind of monicum of of earthly success a good job a nice place, something like that. It's not guaranteed, but usually that, that that's what happens. Why? Because people want to be around you. People want to promote you. People want to uh, uh, enjoy your company. 
when you're loving, when you're compassionate, when you're selfless, when you're not egotistical, when you're not ambitious, when you're not backbiting and gossiping about people. If you're doing all that stuff, people don't want you. Why don't people want you around when you're like that? Because it's kind of inherent to us that that's not a good thing. Why is that not a good thing? Because Christ says it's not a good thing. That's how this works. It's not that believing in God is going to automatically make your life better or you're going to get money and promotions. I know there are a lot of ministers and a lot of pastors out there like to, like to preach stuff like that. But what it's going to make you do is going to make it's going to fulfill you more inside. And then because that peace, that understanding, that fulfillment lets you do so much so many other things much better which then kind of enhances your 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 earthly life. And so with that, ladies and gentlemen, that, that'll cover that'll cover today's podcast. Um, again, we always encourage you, don't just listen to what we say. Pick up scripture, turn to Matthew chapter 13, read the parable of the weeds and the explanation from God's words himself. There may be some variation between... Uh, one translation versus another translation, but the, the essential uh, meaning is still the same. The core and the crux of the situation is still the same. And with that, ladies and gentlemen, we want to remind you that if you want to contribute to the Christian American community, go to ChristianAmericanTees.com. That's ChristianAmericanTees, all one word, .com, and pick yourself up a Christian American tea or any other type of apparel. All the teas and tanks right now, including the, uh, the tri-blends, are made in America. Our, our Christian American hats available on the website are also made in America. So go to ChristianAmericanTees.com and pick yourself up a Christian American tea. Show the world that you are a Christian American, that you put Christ first, and you want to see your country turn right back to Him because you love it as well. And also, we encourage you, if you want to be a part of the Christian American dialogue, go to Christian uh, the Christian American community on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Parlor, uh, and most importantly also subscribe to the podcast. Subscribe to this podcast. If you're listening to this on uh, on Facebook and Facebook only, you, you're going to have to be there at a certain period of time that, that this podcast comes out. But if you go to uh, Anchor, if you go to Apple Podcast, if you go to Google Podcast, if you go to Spotify, if you go to any other place where they uh, any platform where they have a podcast, you can search Good Morning Christian America and subscribe to this podcast. That's the way you can, you can take it, uh, you can you can hear it wherever it is that, that, that you are and you can, uh, the, the videos and the podcasts are available at all times. Plus it helps us out, it helps us track our followers, it, it, it helps us track our message and how it's resonating with you, the Christian American community. You can also go to uh, youtube.com and and search Good Morning Christian America and subscribe to the podcast by hitting the subscribe button in the upper right-hand corner. Um, that helps us out a lot also. And then that way you can communicate with us. You can uh, provide some feedback on what you think about the podcast, what you want us to cover, uh, maybe some things that we haven't thought about here, maybe ideas that you have, something that you want us to cover or talk about. We're more than happy to do that. That's what we're here for. We're here to inspire and to inform and to educate Christian Americans on how we become better people in the eyes of Christ, but also how to encourage and inspire others uh, to be Christian Americans and in order to grow our community, in order to grow our country and move 
us as a community back towards Christ. And with that, ladies and gentlemen, until Friday as we focus on the family, you guys stay on fire for Christ. Get out there and do good works, do good will. Read scripture, meditate, uh, study it, uh, listen to it, uh, read it, uh, and, and, and pray on it. It's very important. And until Friday, you guys stay on fire for Christ. Stay blessed. Good morning, Christian America.